Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. It's a Zach Sang Show. Woo! We got Heather. Hi. We got Dan. And Pete Wentz is here. Woo! Hi. Hi, Pete Wentz. Didn't really know he was coming. <laughs> Showed up out of nowhere. This makes us very happy, though. I'm here. I'm here. We, we've only had, like, v- very brief brushes at, like, radio rooms yes. over the last couple years. Yes. Because you guys go to the radio rooms. You're very committed. Like, I, I feel like you deliver on every interview you do. We, do we? Yeah, Maybe. I think so. <laughs> when you're in the radio rooms, though, like you hit a point where you're like delirious and yeah. you don't know you're delirious. So they're like, hey, <laughs> do you want to talk to like, you know, Texas high school football radio? And you're like, yeah, of course <laughs> I do. Sounds, <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> and then you're in the interview and you're like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. And they're like, wait, who are you guys again? It's like, it's pretty great. <laughs> you know, there's a whole like 17 people listening to that. So <laughs> totally, totally. It's a big deal. <laughs> is a big state. Uh, let's talk about major teasing right now. Yeah. Because you guys are, uh, you know, giving everybody purple balls, dude. Purple balls. I know the purple balls. Like, it's real. <laughs> um, so, we have a new song called Young and Menace. Ooh. That's real. It's like a weird song. Um, and I know, because we like say that a lot, you know, but this one's a weird one where like you get to the I always tell people it's a weird one, and then we get to the pre-chorus, and they're like, it's weird. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's so much weirder than that part. <laughs> Is it the sound or the lyrics that are weird? All of it. There's, like, a okay. reference to, like, we'll be listening to it right now, so you'll know. But uh, there's, like, a reference to Nikki Six dying twice Whoa. lyrically, and there's... But then the music is, like, kind of... So we, we weren't planning on even, like, kind of really doing new music at this point, but we were over playing festivals in Europe, mm-hmm. And Patrick played me this, and I was like, this thing is, like, bonkers. I think it might be, like, the way the inside of his brain works, because it's, it's like, real weird, you know, or whatever. And uh, and so it felt like it was it was of the moment. We've done since. Okay. So, we, so we put out a record called Take This to Your Grave, like, six records ago or something like that, yeah. or seven records ago. And since then, that was a blue record, like, the palette, the color palette. And uh-huh. then the next record was a red color palette. And we've done blue-red until now. So the new record... After hearing the song, it felt like, whoa, this is like something completely different. And so the new record's called Mania, and it's like a purple palette. Um, It's pretty, and the the movie-like trailer is intense. Yeah, so the movie trailer actually is for the video, and the video is for the song Young Young and Menace. And basically what it is is this girl, she's at the beach, and this— this magazine ad like washes up on the beach and she's like all freaked out and it's like these people on vacation you know just like family on vacation yeah and so she goes back to her house and you realize that she lives with these two monsters <laughs> they're these six foot tall muppets right and so the the video is like a dark version of like <sighs> elf you know an elf when he's like wait i'm not an elf what yeah. the It's like, she's like, oh my God, I'm not a monster. And so she like leaves and goes to Venice Beach and sees like what the human world is and is like super freaked out by humans as you would be in Venice Beach and like Santa Monica Pier and stuff and kind of realizes that humans are kind of monsters too. But like Uh the whole video is like pretty bonkers. Okay. We got to, let's let's dissect this here. Please. I want to. So, okay. (laughs) Not if we can. Okay. It starts with Pete, right? He writes the song and then he brings it to you, right? Patrick. Patrick. Patrick, sorry. Patrick writes it first. He brings it to you and obviously you're thinking that this is this is a this represents his mind. Yes. Creatively in that moment, are you kind of afraid to punch it up? Are you afraid to give him notes on it then? No, how me and Patrick work is it's like a really really weird symbiotic relationship. Like it's very close to the like 
little bird on like the hippo uh-huh. or, or like you know like the animal nature videos where you're like well why is like the turtle and the like bullhead shark best friends i don't know they like <laughs> just are like so our relationship like it goes back so it goes back and forth and we definitely like give each other like i can it's quick enough now we call it like cryptophagia which is when you can just like kind of talk to somebody without really talking to them but uh-huh. but whoa i'll talk i'll like we can i can be like that sucks and he's like yeah it sucks or like vice versa and it's like we had many years of like near fist fights and like mm-hmm. we got to get to the point that it's at but we definitely can and we definitely like there's a couple moments in the song that we had to change and lyrically like there was you know like I really there's like a moment where it's like you know like the line is like I live so much life uh God's gonna have to kill me twice like my name was Nikki Six because like Nikki Six back in the day my buddy always wanted to get a Nikki Six like Nikki Six as a zombie yeah, yeah. with a car battery uh, <laughs> attached to his chest saying kickstart my heart because like yeah. that guy is, was unstoppable yeah. in the 80s you know what I mean he, he also still is he's unstoppable <laughs> he's still around and he still looks thing. like Nikki Six you know yeah. which is yeah. awesome yeah I think I'm gonna have to go and like talk to him about the song so I'm like building myself up to that I, <laughs> hey. little, I mean a little nervous like running this by somebody yeah like yeah but I mean but I think about it in the way where I'm like we did it last time with Uma Thurman and I feel way less scared about this one because she, with her I was like oh my god like we're referencing Uma Thurman who's like this like super babe super mm. actor like whatever with Nikki I'm like we're referencing this like moment in your like if someone came to me and they were like, dude, I gotta like be like this guy who like died and came back. Like I'd be like, Fuck yeah, like I mean, like that's, I want people to remember that, you know? Yeah, right. So hopefully, and what yeah. better way to document history than in a song? Exactly. So, <laughs> come on. How does the music video relate to the song? I think that to me, um, the song and the record is kind of about. It's about the idea of being an outsider and then you're like an outsider. Like, and this is how I remembered growing up. Like I felt like an outsider in my own house a little bit and not so like with my family, but like more so even in my community. Like we didn't, I didn't like look like any of the other kids in my neighborhood and I didn't like, it, I felt like an outsider and it wasn't yeah. until I like found punk rock that I kind of was like, oh, here's like a place where I fit in or like we all don't fit in. So we like kind of fit in together, you know? And I think the song references that. And I think that the video references that as well. Like somebody who's like, and I thought about it in the way of like Joe and the band like reference like, like Syrian refugees, like we're not at home in your home, but you're also like not welcome other places. Or mm-hmm. But like, I think it's yeah. applicable to like a lot of people and a lot of, kind of life right now i guess i don't know so is everybody in the band contributing to this work before it hits you know the air like lyrically too or uh, no we all do like our strong parts like, so we're like voltron a little bit like we're like mm. like someone's the foot someone's the like <laughs> yeah. you know how do you divide and conquer how do we do it yeah or usually well i'll usually do the lyrics and then patrick does a lot of the melody and like cool. initial track work and then joe like kind of uh, shred solos he also builds on the tracks and he does a lot of like the son- like how it sonically overall sounds and then Andy's basically animal from the Muppets like, <laughs> it would Just not be it would not be the same without him you know now when you okay when you guys come together for this I feel record, like am I not aimed the right way I feel no, like you can, it's like yeah, you're all good. I feel like if I was like getting you know talking to the American Idol judges I'm like not, I'm, so I'm not like talking to Paula enough and I'm like <laughs> freaked out <laughs> does it feel firing squad-esque up there like up here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, be honest. It feel no, it feels a little bit like um it feels like American Idol slash 
like the um the 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 Jedi Council and the Star Wars <laughs> Star Wars prequels kind yes. of. Yes. <laughs> so you feel like we're judging you in a way. I guess. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I was waiting for a Star Wars reference to okay, just inch its way in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I, it's all I have in my brain. It's good. <laughs> okay. So when you guys come together and you, you meet on this new record, yeah. is the consensus that this thing needs to stand out completely from everything else you've done? No. I think that the song led the charge, kind of. Like, the song existed first, and then now we have to build a record around it okay. that will suit it, which makes it inherently have to be different from the rest of the stuff yeah. because the, because of the song and the nature of the song. I also think that, like, well, people are, you know, I played this song. So I played this song for a couple people, a couple friends of mine, and I had a, one reaction was like... Uh, was is the whole record gonna sound like this which i'm like that's so brutal like the nicest most brutal way of saying that you know which is cool because it's polarizing you know and 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 then i i played for my eight-year-old and and he's like great because he like he gives you an unfiltered reaction but it's also unfiltered from the perspective of somebody who's only been listening to music for like 4 years. Yeah. So like they don't have he's not tied to anything. He like no. asked me if we were like hip hop the other day <laughs> and I was like I know because it's like there's no like genre is not a thing to him. So like by the way, that same like energy is matched by like his peers in a huge way. Totally. Even if you go up to the ages of like 17, 18 totally. years old, totally. They're listening with a different set of ears. Totally. You know? They're but he's unpainted. Like, totally. But he'll be like, you know, like Nikki Seven. I'm like, it's Nikki Six, but <laughs> yeah. Nikki Seven's so great. Nikki Seven's so great, you know? Like But like Yeah. It, it, and it's and 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 from him I get more of like you'll get like big You'll know if you have like hot stinking garbage or like a, a rad song. Like you might not get like a nuanced thing, you know, yeah. but like it's like I know when it's like not good. Yeah. You know? And what was his vibe? He likes it, but I don't think because a lot of people like when I play it for him, they'll be like, "Is there like guitars?" And I'm like, "Well, the whole chorus is is live instruments. Like the drums have been like pitched up like crazy, and it's guitars." But like that's how a lot, I think a lot of people have been. I wouldn't say like indoctrinated, but I will because I'm like a crazy person. So have been indoctrinated <laughs> to listen to music and right. perceive art. Um, whereas he's just like listens. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this could sound sit next to like Kendrick or could sit. You know, like so it's yeah. like it just it, it they listen in a different way. So I think that that's more of it's more of a visceral reaction to me and which is who like um, i think it's this song is going to polarize a little bit and i'm kind of okay with that like i think that there's nothing worse than when people are like meh you know like (laughs) it's like i want a reaction you know like i don't care you know are you expecting fallout boy fans to be happy with it or to criticize it or do you have no idea what to expect i expect everyone and i'm not speaking about fallout boy fans uh here uh i'm speaking about the world at large i expect everyone to be super critical of it because we live in a complainer culture where yeah. like people mm-hmm. complain about everything Amen. on the internet but yeah. then like when you interact with people in real life they're mm-hmm. like it's like more of a human interaction and we're like yeah like there's things I like and there's things I don't like and like it's more of like a real thing whereas <laughs> when you're like disconnected and you're on a screen that's three inches from your head it's like very easy to be like this sucks you know yeah. what, what like why isn't it the way it used to be mm-hmm. you know and you're like it all sounds like startlingly close to like get off my lawn, you yeah. punks. You know, like it's like yeah. not far from that. It's me at least, you know. I think about it um kind of like uh with this record, I think about it a little bit like are we having our, you know, catchers 
guard and kilt Axl Rose moment yet, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone knows that, but, like, there was a moment on Use Your Illusion when the videos got so crazy where he's like, I need an aircraft carrier to jump off of. <laughs> and he's wearing a, catcher, a, a baseball catcher's guard and a kilt and an NWA hat. In a, like, n- like, in a, like, I picked this outfit out to wear. Like, I'm not trying to shock anybody. This is what I'm wearing today. And I'm, like, just hoping that there's a potential that we're entering that sphere I, for Fallout Boy. But I think you're, you're seriously, like, push, being able to push the envelope creatively and do whatever, right, and get away with it. That's kind of what you're saying, Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that it's necessarily like always get away with it. I think push the envelope, but like you, they'll be pushed back, or they'll be, or like people will come with you. Like you don't really yeah. know. I was just talking, um, you know, w- with all of these ideas. It's like either like the Titanic or the Moon, and like at some point you're like, you're in your tuxedos, like, like it was, it was an honor playing with you, gentlemen. You know, <laughs> like it has to happen. You know, right? <laughs> I mean, okay. So when you when you venture out to do this new music, I mean, who do you get on board? Like, obviously, Patrick comes to you with the record. Was there any convincing here um, with anybody? No, not internally. I mean, we'll play it for. We're definitely at the point where um, we have a little bit more creative freedom, and I think we got the creative license because we put out years ago. We put out this uh, song after like our mainstream success. We put out this song called Arms Race, and when we were getting ready to put it out, um, our A and R at the time was like, "Congratulations! This is the end. You're witnessing the end of your career at no. radio." What? Yeah, and we were oh, like, man. "Oh my god!" We're like these 22 year old guys <laughs> who were like, "Whoa, that was short." Wait, wait, where's <laughs> that asshole today? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but like, but in some ways it was so freeing because it was just like, well, you just do what you want to do. And like, that, like, we love pop music and we love music in general. Like, all I listen to is like hip hop that's probably like more pop leaning or like, you know, whatever. And so. But it was freeing because we were able to kind of like make the stuff that we want to make. And we can now we can make records like this and. It's cool, like, because sometimes, yeah, sometimes we're going to miss. We did, like, an EP with Ryan Adams that was just, like, this yeah. little West Coast punk rock thing that was just fun to do, you know? But but sometimes you need to do those things, right? Totally. Because it is still an art, right? And you do have a need within you to fulfill that, like, creative totally. need, yeah? yeah? Yeah, totally. And I don't think you can, people don't want, like, I think that, I think the opposite of what people think right now, uh, a lot of people think, I think that it's counterintuitive to pander to people right now. Yeah. I think that we're, we're in a clearly in a populist era. You know, we're in an era where people are angry and people are uh, don't know why they're angry. And some people do know why they're angry. And we're in an era where people can be very loud. And I think that rather than like pandering and like creating like this hodgepodge stuff that's like written by guys from Sweden that like you can make it's a time when you can make authentic music like yes. green light by Lord is a dope song and it's rad and it's authentic and it's cool. All the stuff that Sia does is rad and it's authentic and it's cool. Um, I think Drake makes really authentic, cool music. Um, and I think that that's smart right now because I think that when you it may be not as giant as you know like if you'd kind of like come up with it in a laboratory but I think that people latch on to that and latch on to those artists and it has like a deeper impact with people maybe it's not as big but it's a deeper impact Mm -hmm. and I think that that's important sometimes so that's like what this song is for us and like hopefully it reacts with some people and if you know 
if not, go f*** myself. I own like <laughs> I own two six foot Muppet costumes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so you're set. Half full, bro. <laughs> Worst case scenario, I got you know, these costumes. I got these Hall- Halloween costumes unlocked. <laughs> are, are you looking around you at things like what's going on in the world and the divide in our country for inspiration? Because you're at a different part in your life than a moment in your life than you were maybe you know five or six years ago when you were making music. You know, not saying you've stopped, but you're different for you, right? Totally. Not yeah. as relatable, maybe. I don't totally. know. No. No, I mean, I think that it's interesting because we get to travel and see people and interact with people. And um, and I think we're at a time where people are unsure, but some people are angry and people it's everything's pretty divisive. Um, that's, our record's called Mania. And I think that like we're in a time like our culture our and I mean by our world culture is in a time of mania like mania. Uh, is the idea that it starts as this like euphoric feeling like you know you're feeling great and you're happy and it can turn like pretty wild and pretty violent and pretty strange like when you have a true manic episode and it kind of feels like that's what the world culture is right now you know and it's like I don't want to I don't want to add to that but I think that we're ne- we've never been a band that's like um like a real political band. I think yeah. I have friends that are like super political and they're awesome. And, and like, like a band like rise against, they're like awesome. Um, but to me, I think that it's really important now because like the personal is super political right now. They're like yeah. really intertwined. They're one in the same, you know, they're the same thing. So like who you are and how you feel is what you're going to project into the world. And I think that that's important. And that's like what this album speaks to. I and, think, and I think that's right. Speaking as a consumer and somebody who's been a fan for a while, that's oh, something you. that we need, right? Oh, thank you. You know, we need music that's going to touch on that type of stuff without, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm a fan of one or the other, but songs that maybe force something down your throat as right. opposed to just put out totally. the positivity totally. that like comes with being a good person. Totally, totally. You know? So what can we as fans and just people expect from the new album? Well, you can expect that it's not finished quite yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be out this fall. So when we did um, Save Rock and Roll, uh, this album Save Rock and Roll and American Beauty we kind of did these albums that were back to back we literally released Centuries basically at the last kind of show of the Save Rock and Roll kind of Mm -hmm. touring thing and it was an attempt for us to see if because I look at like Drake and Diplo and stuff and we look at them and we see like these guys are able to kind of be really prolific and they clearly they can work on music on laptops on airplanes you know it's like yeah, a different yeah. thing as a band so we were kind of seeing like can a band do this and so we did it I think it almost killed us doing it like you know because we're recording at festivals <laughs> and in hotel rooms <laughs> more and stress it's, than it's worth he, well it was just an experiment yeah, yeah definitely a lot of stress though and so with this record I think we wanted to um Make sure we took our time and built a, a body of work around it and something that um, makes sense. Because I think if we do have the purple record, it's kind of important for it to speak to the idea that it's something different and it is like a, a left turn when you're supposed to be making a right turn. I was reading another Star Wars reference. I was reading a Ryan, a Ryan Johnson who's doing the next. He's, he's an awesome director you should check out, but he's doing the next Star Wars movie. And he was like, they were like, well, what do you want from your new projects? And he's like, really the only, like my only point in my new projects that they have to have he's like i want all of them on the wikipedia to have an aftermath section and i'm like that's such a perfect perfect goal you know what i mean and like yeah. that so that's the goal the goal that's is funny. like you, it, there needs to be an aftermath you know so smart like cool. yeah. so you want an aftermath this definitely like just like 
People will speak for a very right. long time. Like in the wake of this. <laughs> Do you believe that you have timeless records um, that have shaped culture? I think that it's wild for me to, this is like probably a longer answer than there needs to be, but I think that we have, it, it, it's wild to me when kids come up to me at airports and they're like, I play drums because of Andy Hurley. That's wild to me. But I think about it in terms of like, there's, you know, hundreds of our artists and songs a year and there's, you know, 40 or 50 artists a decade. And then when you get into centuries, it gets a lot mm-hmm. smaller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's, and I've been, you know, I've read like a couple books, you know, like where they touch on this and it's, it's hard to know like what's really truly going to be timeless. There was like a time when like bassoon music and like band, <laughs> band music yeah. was like the biggest kind of music. And you were like, this is all like the biggest, like the 10 of these are going to be forever. But like now it's like niche, you know? Um, so, I mean, like timeless f- in the internet culture for like maybe a week. <laughs> <laughs> and then they want something new and different. Yeah, exactly. And that's a little sick though. You know, the, the way we consume music and at Pretty the crazy. rate we consume it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, for a minute it freaked me out, but then I was like, this is cool. Like, I feel like people come out and people are like, you know, and I was talking to a buddy about this and he was, you know, like the idea like that curation is this like new thing that we're doing. Like kids that just have phones curate everything. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's like all they do. They like sit there and they like curate their YouTube videos and they like listen to music in the way they want to listen to it, you know, or whatever. And it's, it's freaky, but I think it's great because it, it's music is at least way more as, 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 as prevalent or more prevalent than it was pre-internet. Like it's, just, it's everywhere now. It's given a new, well, it's given new, li- not new life, but a different life. Yeah. And, and more people an opportunity. And it's also given birth to a lot of other musicians that I think we might not have seen otherwise or heard otherwise. And I think that the thing like another friend of mine said was like, that I thought was really intuitive was that no one like has their first kiss or cries or like gets better from a breakup to like a new app like no one's like like dude and this is and like i was so sad so like i opened up angry birds (laughs) (laughs) you know like it's music is what you go to you know like it's like it, it is that like texture in your life you know and i think that's important so how'd the uh cameo in the panic of the disco concert happen oh my god so Brendan's a good, uh, dear friend of mine, and um, they had brought up the idea of of creating this moment that was like similar uh, to a video of theirs. So I went out to this like uh, like little ranch house out. At, like I don't even know where El Segundo. I don't know where I was, but like we shot this thing, and he was like. I didn't really know what I was shooting it for. Like, I didn't really, like, I knew it was for Panic, but, like, I didn't understand what the final thing was going to be. So the guy kept being, like, just think of, like, what Heath Ledger did for, like, the Joker. And I'm like, yeah, just, like, the performance that he got a Oscar for. You know, like, it's like, just, you know, like, just, just, just went that one off. I was like, so that was what turned out, you know, from that. But I, like, think it's, I think it was close. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, right it's like, don't aim too high or anything. <laughs> yeah. 
By the way, one of the, one of the greatest performances of all time. Of all time. I mean, yeah. What you a know, terrible like, director. Yeah, it was crazy. A&R. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can't give that. We, surround her, we that. only surround ourselves with the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Heather's boyfriend thought you were coming out. And he's like he the was, biggest fallout boy fan uh, of all time. Out. Wait, coming I, out? Like, no, not, no. no like, he um, thought. Come in. No, he thought that, he thought uh, he thought Pete was going to come out and like, perform a song yeah, or something. I, oh. I almost did. I, the show I was going to do it was in Los Angeles, That's but we were, we were at. We were in Japan. We were playing oh, shows okay. in Japan, or else yeah, I would have. Yeah. Do you think it's weird Japan. for a thirty-year-old <laughs> man? FaceTime. <laughs> FaceTime Ian. You got me, guys. <laughs> do you think it's weird for a thirty-year-old guy to hang a Fallout Boy flag above his bed? Uh, that's what Heather's boyfriend has. What flag is it? Uh, the one from the black American one or whatever. Beauty. Is it black? American Psycho. Yeah, it's black. I don't. It looks like an American flag, <laughs> yeah. but it's your flag. Yeah, I I don't think so. I have like really strange taste in everything. I was ordering like XFL jerseys last night. Oh, he hate me. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to order a he hate me jersey. It's yeah. really hard to get an authentic one. I'm sure it I is. I was like, okay, forty eight dollars, no problem. Oh, that one's probably not authentic. <laughs> The authentic one's like a grant. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And if you, you got to go big. Yeah, I think, I, I feel, yeah. But I mean, like, impressing, like, being, like, going to, like, my kids and being like, well, you probably can't have that new, like, video game because dad needed the <laughs> he hate me jersey. <laughs> it's like, like that, that, ther- that therapy session's going to be so <laughs> I <laughs> know. Uh, I can easily make the case that that, ther- that that jersey, just like the flag, will one day be worth something. Maybe. You know? Potentially. The jersey already it. is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you like, can't find most. You know? The flag? You never. Come on. Yeah, maybe. Potentially. I mean, it's hanging above our bed oh, that that's... we sleep in together. And do other mm-hmm. things in. Yeah. Okay. We're there. Yep. <laughs> We're with you. <laughs> Wavering proudly. <laughs> so, Lewis, if in you're listening, it's not weird. Pete said it's okay. I think, I think it's fine. <laughs> Uh, Pete Wenz. Anything else, everybody? Well, this is just like a, I don't know why I'm asking this, but yeah, are you related at all to the Eagles quarterback, Carson Wentz? This is so great. My mom says we are. Really? How? Well, she says it's like some second cousin thing because Wentz is an uncommon name here. Yeah. I don't think so, actually, because Wentz is a more common name in Germany. And especially, I think if it's common anywhere, it's common in Pennsylvania. But I mean, he's not from Pennsylvania. No, he's North Dakota, Yeah, but but in the Pennsylvania areas where like those those Germans settled, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I am (laughs) related to Colin Powell. Shut up, really? So I'll give that, I'll put that one out there. That's a big one. And I'm trying to like... You know, I, I don't have like my 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 the arm DNA is not there in my relation to, <laughs> to Carson Wentz, but maybe I don't know. I want to be. Who is that? I have a Carson Wentz. I have a Carson Wentz jersey. Really? Yeah. You just buy because because I would name. Well, because I would never. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Bears fan, and like whatever. We're not gonna oh, talk about a, that. But like, player. yeah, yeah but Car- but. I've never seen a jersey with my name on it, so I was like, gotta get it. Yeah. I mean, you have never gotten one, like, over the years of, like, showing up to those I've things? I've gotten jerseys, but when they give you jerseys at, like, so we get them when we play arenas, mm-hmm. and they give you, like, the basketball jersey, and that's when you quickly realize that, like, basketball players are human <laughs> monster size. <laughs> they all go down to your knees. You can't wear them anywhere. It's like, thanks hey. for another night shirt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Pete P- Wentz. Well, actually, quickly, you mentioned oh. arenas. Like, do you ever, like, See yourself not being part of this band that's touring the world and like the biggest shows ever. Sure, yeah, man. I think that I think about it um, a lot. I actually thought about it. I saw this movie, um, Lost City Z. Lost City Z. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. And it's pretty. It's a pretty cool movie in general. But it 
it's this guy, he's this explorer, and he's kind of in the Victorian era of England when they're, like, kind of post-Empire. They're, they're post-going everywhere to just, like, steal everything from everybody. They're kind of, like, more like, let's find stuff and, like, save the savages. Work or whatever, together. You know? <laughs> um, and and he, he thinks he finds this kind of, like, lost El Dorado-type city in, Ama- in Amazonia at the time, and it kind of consumes him. He, like, can't have a normal life. And it's a little bit like... That when you're in a band and you're like trying to be a band that plays like arenas or stadiums and it is also on the radio at the same time, it's kind of like this endless quest that at some point it it has to end probably, I guess, you know, like at some point you like die of you know some crazy fever in the amazon you know or you or you hang or hopefully you hang it up before then yeah, you know? like, quit before you get there well you got two options right that's yeah. it i feel like i might be a die in the amazon kind of guy <laughs> it's already consumed so much of you yeah why end right? no i hear you yeah keep going bb rexa when you see her yeah. you know obviously you guys work together yeah and you see her doing her thing and doing well i mean i'm sure she learned a lot from you you guys were connected are you supportive of that you cool about it oh 100 percent. i love bb <laughs> she like randomly she like i was sitting at uh oh man what is it called what's the McDonald's. like no oh. Just they guessing. make the Chang sauce there. Um, uh, 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 PF Chang's. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Names in the sauce. <laughs> got it. So they got the giant lion dragon statues outside. It's a, yes. it's a fancy restaurant. <laughs> yeah, you guys very. might not have been there before. <laughs> it's very fancy. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because so, all I can picture is when the episode of South Park where like Towelie won't stop mixing the Chang sauce. <laughs> they're like, he won't stop mixing the Chang sauce. <laughs> Uh, so, um, but, where, where, but where? I was at the, I was at PF Chang's and she FaceTimed, no, she FaceTimed oh. me there and was like, hey, how are you doing? And like, I was close with her mom and like, it was really the first thing that she had done when we were like touring yeah. and stuff. So there was a lot of like, it was crazy, it was like crazy stuff that I'd taken for granted that like you just, like it was like the sound check, like all these things. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's one of those like, um, to me, for me at least, is like one of those like, like mother bird, like sees the like <laughs> bird, like uh-huh. soar out of the net nest. And yes. you're like, she's doing it. She's <laughs> flying. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, totally. uh, That's yeah, beautiful. For sure. Why don't you get a Benihana grill in your house? Dude, I want one so bad. Here's, I'm going to tell you, that. I'm going to tell you one of the two reasons. Go. I have a two year old, soon to be three year old in my house and he would be Benny Hanna he would be he would be the like little onion steam express <laughs> every day he's like literally as soon as we got to Benny Hanna he was like do I sit on the grill it's like no no, no, no don't. you don't do I just you don't, touch it? yeah you don't do it yeah mm, I mean yeah Benny Hanna is like it goes off dude like Benny Hanna is so popping in Encino on like a Thursday <laughs> Friday night uh, I was there <laughs> not too like- long ago and uh, first of all, you can't like really get in there at all, and not even Pete ones. No, they don't care about that. Uh, no, that doesn't work. That thing doesn't work at <laughs> Benihana and Sino. It does not. They don't Jesus. care. Um, and and uh, I was sitting there and I was like, dude, vegetables at Benihana taste so much better than they taste everywhere else. And then yep. I was like, oh my god, they put so much garlic butter on yeah. it. <laughs> vegetables could taste as good everywhere. You yeah. would just like literally die if you left like if you ate like that all the time. Benihana is great. The the one in Encino, the guys, they always do the the heart right, the the heart, yeah. the I heart you. It's yeah. great. And they like 
Do you throw the, tra- <laughs> they throw the trash in their hat? And like, mm-hmm. You should great. just start a blog where you just travel from Benihana to Benihana, Benihana and Benihana. just review. Yeah, I'm down. I could do that. You know Tyrese has one in his backyard. You know, like, why die in the Amazon? You could die at Benihana. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tyrese has a Benihana? Yeah. Research it. Tyrese has that, one in his backyard. That, he fast, that fast and the furious money, money. though. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? <laughs> Tokyo drifting in the backyard <laughs> with some fried rice <laughs> I'll be there yo Tyrese hit me up hit your boy up you know, come in. what is the craziest thing you've spent money on that I've spent money on uh, the f- craziest thing I spent like my obsessions are all very like very very simple I'm like the the joker in 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 Dark Knight when he's like TNT is not that expensive so like I like I wanted like the 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 bat that what's his name had that said face on it on okay. the baseball card you know what I'm talking about yeah. that yeah, Ripken yeah, had yes. I got, like I bought that like I splurge on like XFL jerseys and like you don't, you don't want to see like the stuff that I search on Amazon. Like I got yesterday or the day before, I got like really into Krishna hardcore. There was like this time in the '90s for like a year when everybody turned Krishna, and, they, okay. and yeah. the music was like really musical and weird. And I'm like, I got super into it last night and went like deep, <laughs> deep down a hole that I barely, barely came back from. I almost found the Lost City of Z. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, so that's like that's what it is, you know. Michael Jordan's uh, baseball card. You're like a pop culture guy, right? I am. Like, you but are like, and weird pop culture. Like I'm like a Crystal Pepsi kind of guy. That's you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I was Definitely. to describe you, wanna, you in a drink, you would be yeah. Crystal Pepsi. You, you want to fix that? Whatever the snafu is. Fire up the Crystal Pepsi again. You're That's right. all we'll talk about. You know what I mean? <laughs> they brought that back for a short time. I don't think it lasted. Did they, it didn't yeah. work? No. Yeah. No. I mean, it's tough. It was a tough sell. I remember because you're kind of like, I, it's Sprite, but it tastes like Coke. You know, like it's yeah. kind of weird. It's like a but mind. It, but it really did taste like Pepsi. I kind of yeah. enjoyed well, it. Yeah. But it, it was like a, a mind a was, mind thing. It you know, I'm reading a lot about, so people's, especially Americans, like perception, all of our stuff is pretty visual when mm-hmm. it comes to food and stuff. It's like all really visual. So if it doesn't look right, we immediately think that something's different. Even like when they don't change recipes for stuff, yeah. you think that yeah. it, it we is. We were just talking about this. Like, remember the purple ketchup that came out like yeah. in the early 2000s? I couldn't eat it because it just, I, it tasted just like ketchup, but I couldn't but eat it's it. But it's just weird. weird. Yeah. yeah. So right now I was reading that, uh, all like American production is like food production. They're gonna switch all the food, like Mars and like like the candy companies and stuff are switching all of their coloring to organic coloring oh, now. Great, which is really cool. But they can't find blue. Blue doesn't exist in nature, really. And blueberries. What no, are we gonna do? Purple yeah. when you uh, smash them. Right. There's yeah. nothing like blue. So they're doing, and they're like they're like. So they the one thing that they found is blue algae. But it like uh, it taints food a little bit. It taints yeah. food a little bit. And nobody wants that. Yeah. At that point, just give me the blue, the blue poison. Yeah, that. Well, that's right. what I'm saying. Well, the stuff isn't even really poison now. The no. ten food colors that we have, our bodies have become used to it yeah, over time. It's like this is fine. fine. What is this organic <laughs> thing? Yeah. Where's the gluten? I yeah. can't taste the gluten in this. <laughs> I love gluten. You know what I'm saying? Me too. I rock that. I'm getting a I love gluten Benihana tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Right when we leave here. Right when we leave here. You know what I mean? (laughs) We'll go together. You know? (laughs) Pete Wenz, the biggest honor, sir. Thanks, guys. Thanks for taking the time, man. (laughs) This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.